Well, back again. No bar. We have someone better though. Yes. The we... true hero of Cast Ranger. Robo Lane? Yeah, I know I know he's the true hero. No. Someone far better. Who has who has served us for many faithful years. Oh. And improved our lives. Talking course about Aircaster. <gasps> yes. Aircaster, would you like to cue the roll call for us? Wow, that segue blew. We are live! Connect. Loading. Broadcast. Tempered Zeal! Bluecaster? Super Ichi! Loud and Impulsive! Greycaster! Late! A spark of courage, the power of dreams! Orange Caster, Global Soft Perka! Power of anime runs through my veins! Crimson Caster, Joe Raven! Broadcasting hundreds of opinions across the world! Radio Sentai Cast Ranger. Oh, Welcome to Radio Sentai Cast Ranger, episode 295. Uh, so for those who don't know us, we are a delicious group of uh, We are smattering from nerds of Toronto who love talking about tofu every single week. Uh, since Blaze isn't with us, he gave the honors of the Pokemon of the week to you. Yes, so it is episode EXPLODE! How fitting. Because I'm the loud one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's debatable. And I actually like EXPLODE, because he's really cool. <laughs> Alright, so, for those who have not heard us before, thank you for tuning in. Um, we talk about Kamen Rider and Super Sentai, usually, but since the shows are currently on hiatus, though that hiatus will be ending shortly, uh, in lieu of Zero One and Cure Major, our topics this week are going to be, uh, as per the vote that we ran over the last week, the first two episodes of Senki Zesho Symphogear. A very tokusatsu-like anime that uh, Raven and myself and Emily have watched and, and enjoyed. I have yes. never seen it, ever. <laughs> and, and this is a great excuse to make Lane watch it. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it's the only... I w- I o- perfect. I only wish that Gar was also here so we could force-feed it to him. Yeah. <laughs> the only scene from Sinful Gear that I've ever seen was just, like, they were on a ship, they were about oh, to crash on a mountain. Yes, because I made... Performing on a mountain. Because I freaking made a point of showing you the opening to Season 3. Yeah, yes. that was the opening to GX. <laughs> that was the opening... That was literally the opening scene to Season 3. I'm just like, oh. Yep. Because that 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 episode that scene was so over the top, I just brought it in and just showed everybody. Because I'm just like, look at this, look at this glorious look at this thing, shit. look at it. And aside like, from that, our feature topics will be the Comrades Zero One Hyper Battle video and Taro special. Oh boy, this, this remind these reminded me of how silly and fucking amazing Hyper Battle videos still could be. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, but before we get into that, make sure everyone listening, if you have not yet, you skip the dishes, that you check out our code in the description. Uh, you can get $5 off your first order, and it feeds the cast ranger. Simpho skip. <laughs> Simph the dishes. Wow, that fucked up. 
And of course, if you're listening to this on the day it, cu- it came out, the Saturday, make sure to drop a comment about how you're one of our premium fat cast fans for listening to the show before the day when the next episode would have aired. No, not simp the dish. No, I hate that. Word. I knew that was going to come up as hate, soon as I, I said. I hate that. that word. Yeah. Um. Cool. Let's get into Simple Gear. Simple Gear. Holy crap! We're finally doing Simple Gear. <laughs> So, Simple Gear. So, for those can I just can I want, just say, Ichi, yeah? your your choice of background for the episode is spoilerific as shit for Lane. A little bit. <laughs> I couldn't find one with just them. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I showed him. I showed him the character. Yeah, I does, mean, yeah. I mean, speaking of spoilers, like, apparently the main character dies at some point. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> That gravestone showed differently! So episode one <laughs> starts with Miku at Hibiki's grave. Yep. You know, the grave of the main character in a five-season anime! Right. Yeah. Right. See, <laughs> I missed something here. I can't, I can't actually sing. I felt like I had to do that. Like, it was it was just like, like it, we're doing Symphogear. Gear. I, I have to do <laughs> the transformation song, but... Yeah, that's one of my... I love that. Like, to Henshin in this show, they had to sing this little German verse. Wait, it's I'm actually not... mostly gibberish, except... Yeah, it for, is. Oh. Like, mo- uh, it's supposed... Yeah. Relics, yeah. yeah. It's supposed to be, like, some ancient, undecipherable language, oh. so it's actually mostly gibberish. And that, that goes for uh, it sounds a lot German. of stuff in this show, too. It sounds Yes, German. I feel like they it's took a lot of inspiration like, from that sort of yeah. thing. It's just sort of like, something, 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 the name of my weapon, something, something. Yeah, basically. All right, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. So for those who might not know anything about this show, we need to start at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And I saw somebody mention, it's like, wait, dies, dies, or Toku dies? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the, my, my initial reaction to this show was very much, oh, wow, ma- wow, man, it's really hard to get attached to the main character when you already know that that's happening. Yeah. And then the last episode happened. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well... <laughs> so, just, just, just to take a step back and, and talk about this show, so, Senki's... Senki Zesho Symphogear is an anime that started back in 2012. The Fuck. idea the idea is that it's about ma- basically magical girls who are fighting heartless-like creatures made of sound called noise and their their armor and weaponry are powered by music. So the gimmick is they sing their own battle themes. Yep. Yeah. And it boosts their power by doing so. Yeah. Which makes it rather cool. confusing when you really think about the team up and versus fights. Yeah. Where, okay, which one's singing? Yeah. Aren't they realistically both singing? Which, so, which is great when they when the show eventually starts doing duets. Yes. So I will say, for an anime that's supposed to be totally themed around music, the music in this anime is quite fucking good. Oh, the oh music is, is so fucking good. So, all, Super good. All around, they went like, all out with Cell that. was watching with us, and even he was fucking impressed with how good the no, music was in this. The, mu- the music I, I in just, this show is just great. I and, just have to, have to say that this show is... Please, like, don't 
hold back on it or on criticizing it if you have criticisms or anything. But I honestly think that this show is really, really close to being completely perfect. The only thing that I would... If I had to pick something to criticize, and this is just speaking from a Western culture perspective, there's a lot of implied nudity shots of high school girls, which some might take issue with. The magical that's... girl transformations. And, and yeah, that's... I, I meant more so in terms of the tone, the characters, the music, there's the a lot theme. More, there's a lot more blood in the early series than I remember. It, yeah, it, 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 it yeah. doesn't do a Madoka-style bait-and-switch or anything like that. It just outright tells you that this is going to have a sort of bittersweet tone from the very, very first scene. Yeah. Which, funny you should mention Madoka, considering the main voice actress. <laughs> yes. Also, before anyone says anything, yes, they two of the main characters are named Hibiki and Kanade, just like the two main characters of Sweet Freak Gear because of the music reference. Yeah. Yeah. Hibiki does mean echo. But, like, the thing that, like, bothered me the most is that two episodes we watched, which is, like, it's so minor, it shouldn't fucking matter, but it does. Just like, they're in, they're in a scene where they're in their classroom, and it's like a giant fucking schoolroom with a bunch of desks, but then, like, the way to get up and down from the desks is, like, just like a solid ramp. There's, it, like, it, the aisles between the desks. Yeah, it's a university lecture hall yeah, setup. Yeah, that. No, That's I know, but usually they have stairs. And there is. Even no, the designs yeah, of no, the whole ramp. world. I just feel like if you if you trip on that ramp, you're done. This is entirely a different world. Everything looks very I, neo-futuristic. It yeah. has a very cool, futuristic, very much me aesthetic, so I'm a bit biased, too. Also, one thing I have to say is it's so hilarious to see that the public's, like, lockdown procedures to monster attacks is much less serious than the real world's lockdown response to to the invasion. No, and like the whole time they're like saying like and like each can freaking quote me on this, but like the whole time they're just like, like oh make sure not to tell anyone. Oh, you gotta sign these release forms not to uh, say you never saw what happened. And I'm just like, gee, I wonder how long that fucking lasts for. <laughs> uh, first and foremost, every apparently the vast majority of people in the world actually know about the noise that's not what they're keeping on the down low it's the, the simple gears yeah oh and, and and how long does that last uh about two seasons oh well i think what you asked me was we saw that scene where hibiki and miku are in their house and she's like thinking of telling miku about the simple gear stuff and but then doesn't and you're like how long does that last? And not I'm like, even the full season. Not even the first season. No. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, I rem- and I know that for a fact because I remember what happens at the end of the first season. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> like, just, yeah. Um, like, if I had to have one thing to criticize about this, is just... They, like, the cutting to different stuff was weird. Because, like, there's a one scene where you see, like, Hibiki, like, you know, she sees some, like, she's in a line lines like get, like, a CD or something like that. And then, like, everyone's turned to Ash or like that. And then just, it cuts to her running out of the other side of an alley, and she has this little girl with her, and I'm like, where did she yeah. come from? She was never there! Yeah, the first episode is kind of jarring in a couple places. Weird cut. They, yeah. yeah. The show's still fighting its footing. Out, you much... hear someone crying out, and then you next see her, she has the girl with her already. Yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. there's almost none of that in later episodes and seasons. Yeah, like, I feel like as the show, because, like, I had five seasons, so I'm banging, as the show progressed, yeah. it just got, oh. like, better and better oh. with its production. Be- because so. here's what happened. Season one, yeah, as Kagi is saying on the chat right now, they had absolutely no budget. 
basically for this. So they just kind of slapped it together, and it was just kind of... They made it what they could. Yeah. And then this show made bank. <laughs> and season two and three... And, geez, this show got progressively higher and higher budget. Yep. And the major thing... Yeah, exactly. They weren't expecting to have multiple seasons of this, and now we are at yeah. five, we are five seasons in on this now. Um, it's weird because they... Like, this is them... Not at full capacity, and it's already this freaking awesome. Yeah. So the one thing that they definitely... Oh, sorry, sorry. No, no, no. Go for it. I want to hear what you said. One thing that definitely is the biggest improvement, in my opinion, is the transformation sequences. You mean the fact because that season two go, actually got them? Yeah. Yeah, they go from sort of just, there's a silhouette, and then the armor is there, to in the second season being... I would legitimately say the best magical girl transformations I've seen in. Anything. I love them. Yeah, like Ichi they showed me. me uh, live to watch, <laughs> like it's just I, so good. I I, I kind of went into a little more spoiler territory and showed him the henchins of Kirika and Chris from season five. Kirika is fucking. <laughs> oh <my God>. Right. <laughs> go go look that up if you guys are interested for a very cool transformation sequence. Oh like, my god, Kirika is my favorite I'll character. If I if but... I uh, if I. I interrupted. Um, it's okay. Kirika isn't my favorite character, but Kirika has my favorite power set. Igalima is fucking badass. Yeah. So, my thing, yeah, so, uh, what happened with this show, nobody really expected it to do well, but I honestly, I think, because back when this show first came out, which I believe season one was 2011? 2012. Was it? I looked it up. At least that's what Google says. I seem to recall this being, like, immediately the season after Madoka. I mean... Which I believe was season 11. If, so, someone, if someone else I mean, can sorry, confirm, 2011. If someone can confirm that. But, yeah, I think it was somewhere around there anyways. 2011, 2012, whatever. But, um... So, what happened here, and this show kind of ended up paving the way for stuff like Love Live immediately thereafter. Yeah, because... the original season aired in January 6, 2012. Okay. Yeah. So... The, the main thing that happened here, and that's why I'm saying this kind of paved the way for stuff like Love Live, because this was one of the first anime that really made most of its money off of the CDs. Yeah. Like, so they, it happens when you write good music. Right? It's like, they made money just... Most of, most of the way that anime works these days is... Whether or not a show gets a se another season is based on the Blu-ray sales of the previous season. That's pretty. That's pretty well it. That is the. That is the hands down. Yes, Kaguya Carol's songs are amazing. Anyways, uh, the way most animes get greenlit for another season is the Blu-ray sales. That is like hands down the way they tell whether or not the show makes money. The thing with Gear is, though, with all of that music in there and how good it is, the CDs, the sold, CDs sold so well, and there were so many of them because they did by nature, each character. yeah, by nature, every character got their own single, and yep. then there was the big show, yeah, soundtrack too, and oh boy, yeah. this show made money on the CDs, and they sat there and went, wow. wow. This made a lot of money just on the music. Yep. Let's greenlit see, greenlight season two and add and like double the number of characters. Yes, they also have a Gotcha mobile game, which uh, which came is to now Amer canceled which, in uh, North America. Which came to America for a couple of months and then closed down, and I'm sad. Oh, yeah. Um. Oh man. 
I just, I'm just gonna say this right now too with Symphagear. Um, my biggest regret of doing this on this show is the fact that by nature we have to start talking about season one. Yeah. When season one is quite, quite the worst of all of the seasons of this show. I will say, Hibiki kind of screamed Deku with me. Like, she kind of is. She's a like normal type. girl, like, you know, idolizes one of, like, the, the like, what's-her-face. Idolizes the hero because she was saved by them. Yeah, yeah. Subasa. Gets into a crisis, walks no, out of it with superpowers. Oh, no, yeah. Subasa was the one that died. No, Kanade was the one that died. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, Subasa like, she idolizes Subasa, and then Subasa's kind of just, It was like, so nice to see Kanade again. Yeah. <laughs> I had to I hold back. It, it's... Mean. It's so nice to see Kanade again, you know, aside from every single time Tsubasa ever had any sort of doubt in herself throughout the entire series. You know what I mean, actually seeing her, not in fucking flashbacks. <laughs> and then just the whole, I guess all of season one, just Tsubasa just looks at you and you're just like, I yeah. fucking It's not yours. yours. If it wasn't for you, she'd still be alive! <laughs> yep, that, I, I like it. Just, as you get further into the show, obviously, Tsubasa kind of warms up to her and kind of more just starts respecting speaking, her. Speaking of, during the, the scene before their concert, it was so weird to see Tsubasa all fucking like, Hello, Right? <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! A personality shift. <laughs> oh my gosh, the effects, the ceiling opening, right? the lights, oh my gosh, the song, everything about this is just, yes, number one, cool. <laughs> it was pretty It was pretty cool. Yeah. No oh, man, just the the personality shift on Subasa from like first episode to where we are now in season five. Yeah, has been. Oh man, woo! And then you got like Genjiro, who's like this Axel. Oh, I love Genjiro oh, so much. He does some fun shit. Genjiro is the amazing moment of I can technically do this shit myself. I don't need no punk ass Symphagear. <laughs> I love him so much. He's just. I am, so, I am so <laughs> badass. I could probably be doing this myself, but it's actually safer for you girls. Yeah. Huh. Lane took particular note of the fact that he had his tie tucked into his pocket. Yeah, no, I, that's his thing. You yeah. know. <laughs> the frigging, the commander who's re, wants to just walk out there and do things himself and help out, but can't because you're the okay. commander. Stay here. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> You know, you got uh, Ryoko, who's like the, the scientist chick. I love yep. her. She's yep. fun. Yep, that's it. Scientist chick. Her uh, name is Sakurai, yeah. so I just kept thinking about the one from Nintendo. Yeah, I like, that's the I, joke Cell made while he was here. I felt so sad for Hibiki, where like, like she goes down or whatever like that, and like, like obviously she's asking her for like a medical exam, and she's like, she's like, did she take off her clothes? Take off your clothes. She's like, what? <laughs> Cut to yeah. next day. Cut to hours later, she comes home sore. Yeah, and it was so sad that, like, oh, her, her roommate or whatever like that she lives with. Yeah. It's just like, she's just like, where Don't you been? worry she's about like, you. Yeah, and it's like, and she starts, like, hugging her and, like, cuddling her in bed. She's just like, she's like, you're really warm and stuff. I'm like, they have, like, the most genuine, wholesome friendship. Yeah. It's like, yeah, they seem pretty sweet together, so. Yeah, just scientists. Just scientists. Shut That's up. That's it. Shut up. Oh. Lane hasn't watched that much further into it yet. Don't ruin that one. Uh-oh. Though, though frankly, rewatching season one, you understand exactly how obvious 
yeah. what happens. Is it like in... some kind of like Yoruichi thing where it's just like, oh, not really. Okay. You'll, you'll find out, but know very well that while I didn't catch a lot of it first watch through, holy shit, is it obvious in retrospect? Okay. Yeah, it, it's one of those things. <laughs> It's, oh, man, they weren't hiding that well early on in the show. <laughs> How did I not notice this? The fucking wall patterns as they go down the elevator? Yeah. It's like, man, it was really obvious in retrospect, but hey. I, the wall patterns also look like um, volume... Um... When when you're playing music and you have like the bars showing oh, the, equalizer? the different values, yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. it's funny. Uh, Cell was trying to remember the word equalizer too when he was talking about the engines. Oh yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah. So aside from having the power to fight the noise, the other thing that the sim figures have that becomes a plot point at many different parts of the show is. The swan song, the Zesho. Zesho of the title, yes. The ability to unlock all of the Simfigure unit's power without, you know, whether you're able to channel it properly or not. And at the cost of your life, apparently. Most, yeah. most of the time, this is a pretty, like, I'm giving you my all of my life force move. Kind, okay, so here's the thing. The way that this, up front, yes, the Zesho, or swan song, as I see it subtitled a lot, does get introduced as a kill-yourself-for-this-big-attack sort of thing. It's kind of not, actually. They, they get better at it. No, okay. it, it's more to the point... Well, there's the thing. The way that it actually works at the end of the day, Kaguya, is not that it's supposed to do that. It's just that Kanade was in a really, really shit position <laughs> in episode yeah. one. Yeah. Where she... Yeah. She died... Not and yeah, she died because she was running on linker, and not only that, because she hadn't taken her linker. Right. She was running fully on adrenaline and using the swan song. Just yeah, she did, could, couldn't do anything beyond. Let's that. not get into the linker stuff. That's all plot stuff for later. Yeah, but anyways, if there are other characters who are more actually attuned to their sim figure units, don't suffer as much blowback from it. Yeah. It still puts them down for a while, a but hospital, it doesn't yeah. like it doesn't kill them, kill them. Okay. Speaking of, I had forgotten that when Hibiki first awakens Gungnir at the end of episode one, you start to see that anti-form yep. side. God, yeah, no, they just went full out. No, this is a thing. She Be went all Akira, like this. she like like Akira style machinery show, came out of her. Yeah. They just show Hibiki like basically doing a um doing an Akira with the yeah. with all the pieces. Which is really neat, just to show, no, she is not fully in control of this right now. Yeah. <laughs> it was also really cute that, like, it, like, she starts, like, when she starts, like, fighting or playing around, like, fighting stuff like that, like, she starts, her battle theme kicks in, and so she starts singing her battle theme, and it just, they remind me of Precure when, like, they, like, jump really high, and she's like, oh, I'm jumping really high, what the hell? I actually like, forgot that she basically does the Precure jump in the front. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but so she like starts singing her song and she's like it's like she's just like what 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 singing it, sing it. If you notice, like Hibiki's initial song in the show is actually like based off of Kanade's. It's the same song with slightly changed yeah. lyrics. Oh. So it it's and there's a reason for that. Yeah, but it, it, uh, it's, well, it's her it's her 
Yeah. It's so and cool that, like, on the soundtracks, you can get the, the, the song that like, you can have the Hibiki version and the Kanade version. Yeah, because yeah, they were explained that, uh, like, through, from a medical exam, that, like, she has, like, a bunch of fragments when, of, like, yeah, her... When Symphogear in her... Yeah, when Kanade was defending her and her spear broke. It wasn't... It just it impaled was, in It wasn't Hibiki. the noise that almost killed Hibiki. It, it was the chunks of the spear that... <laughs> but yeah, it was, just, it, was, it, was sad, it was sad and, like, mind-blowing just seeing yeah. her just get hit and just fucking blood just splatter yeah. Like I said, I shit. forgot how bloody this very, was. Um, very pink blood, actually. Yeah. Not as pink like, as Danganronpa. Yeah. No, not quite Danganronpa. But... It was, like, somewhere between Danganronpa and, um, eating a lot of blueberries. Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, was, if like, you like, are... If you are really interested in Symphogear lore and how shit works, there is a website slash blog out there called Gendro's Angels <laughs> that is actually an absolute wealth of info because the guy who runs it, and I've been following him on Twitter long before he started doing it, but he's the guy who got me into this show, basically. Uh, he takes all the little all the little scan all the little uh, things they write about the show and all the DVD inserts and all the like bonus material on the web Japanese website translates it and puts it on his thing in English cool so you can really just Great. read through that for ages and just find read all the stuff and all the little intricate details which makes yeah. a lot of the stuff in this show on second watch very very yeah. And there are a lot of things that we wouldn't be able to get if it weren't for people like him actually translating it, so... Yeah. But, Thank you, dude. Yeah, exactly. But, anyways, uh, yeah, so the whole thing with Hibiki is that little shard of Gungnir that almost killed her is still stuck in her chest because they couldn't remove it without potentially killing her. She's Iron Man! <laughs> yeah, well, so, whereas every other Simfigure user in the entirety of the show has a little pendant For that the is the relic. Hers is stuck in her chest and it's actually changing her body structure a little bit every time she uses it. No. To make where but it also makes her like one of the most attuned to the Simfigure unit people in the entirety of the series. Okay. Because she's literally become one with the thing basically. Yeah. Yeah, and it's because she only has like a fragment yeah. of uh, like her power or yeah, whatever. So like that. it's not like not, she's not gonna have a spear or anything like that. No, well, uh, she, yeah, she can never seem to manifest the spear like it like other people with so, the gun near fragments. So instead, she punchy. Yeah, she punches, but she manages to pull off the same sort of sh with the gauntlets. Okay, it's she one hundred percent figures out Punching. how to use the gauntlets as a weapon. To the same degree. And Subasa, holy yeah. shit. Sword! Sword, sword, sword! sword. sword Giant sword! Ring of swords! Of a cool sword, she has every variation. Swords for of days! Sword. Yes. Gigantic sword that might as well be a wall. Yeah. And then, like, she has, like, a fucking, like, technique that just, like, summons, like, a fucking rainstorm of swords. Yeah. A fucking Rakshasa. Yeah, where, uh, Subasa is, like, the skill. Yeah, I think she's like she has worked her butt off like over all the years she's been doing this, and it's just she's like the most skilled of them. Kibiki can get the most power out of her Symphigure unit than more than anyone else. Mm -hmm. So she's got the pure out power, and of course that third character you can see in the background thing is obviously the ranged fighter. Yeah, 
You got power, skill, and AoE. Yeah. AoE. <laughs> that third character is my favorite character. Girl, yes. Yeah. For reasons. Yeah. Maybe if we talk more about the show, you'll get to formally introduce. Yes. I mean, she'll show up sooner, like, sooner than later. Yeah. I just remember the first time I showed Ichi this show. Yeah. And we were just, <laughs> we were watching like a bunch of episodes, and we were just about to get to the episode where Chris got introduced into it. it oh, man. Yeah, no, I've seen that shot before. <laughs> yeah, the, the anime was ma- made it pretty clear. Yeah. So, I, I was showing Itchy sure, the series. Really? Yeah. I was, showing, I was showing oh, this series on, to, to Itchy ages ago, like, at his place. And we're sh- and it's late at night, probably like 2 or 3 in the morning at this point. Itchy's fading fast. Uh-huh. And I'm just, the next episode is where they introduce Chris. And I'm just like, <laughs> no, trust me, you want to see one more episode, Itchy. <laughs> and he's like, okay, one more, and then I'm going to bed. And literally the next episode happens where they introduce Chris and sh- really show off what she can do. And it's like, oh, 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 I understand now. Yeah. <laughs> There's a character named Chris. and Chris Like, oh, I name. get it. And she's like <laughs> everything is she wants in a character in this show. Hibiki has fists. Tsubasa has swords. Chris has guns. And crossbows. Guns and, and crossbows. Yeah, I was like, they- All of the shooty things. <laughs> But yeah, no, looking at that picture... And boobs! That, that, looking at that picture, that's the first thing I noticed, too, was, like, they, they did a back shot of her, and I'm just like, holy shit, he's got a well-toned ass! Well, yeah, she's a fist fighter. Damn! To quote Jacksepticeye, Damn! She's, she's like, like as fuck! <laughs> oh, I'm so glad we brought Jack into my life. Oh, he's yeah. so good. Uh, and, uh... It- for those who might not have seen the other seasons, to keep you interested, these are not the only Simpinger users. I won't go yeah. into details, but there are plenty more! Many oh, more characters added to this show. So, everyone, there's a flavor okay. of Power Ranger for everyone. Question. Uh-huh. So I know that from what we've seen so far, like, the noise are just a bunch of creatures. Is there, like, people behind the noise? Yes. Are we going to see, like, yes. villain-like yes. characters? Yes. Okay. No. Okay, let me All just... Right. Okay, Lane... <laughs> I know you're like I want to tell you everything, but I can't. Lane, the answer to your question is yes. About several different kinds of yes. Okay, cool. well, <laughs> you may or may not already have met one of them. Okay, so like I looked it up. So there's like 13 episodes per season, right? Yeah. Okay, so it's like 65 episodes. I can watch that. Yeah, binge it. Yeah, <laughs> it's it good. good. Maybe, maybe each of you and I can like have like a binge night. We'll watch like a, like a season or get something. Get yourself about get yourself about twenty seven episodes in and watch Hibiki suplex the space shuttle. Oh yeah, <laughs> this show only gets more awesome from here somehow. Oh, so yeah. I've heard. No, it's it's the problem was like I said, season one, low budget, and the writing on the writing end of things, they like to get a little too. Yeah, yeah, Vegas. Yes. <laughs> That, trust me. The keep, o- wa- keep watching the show. The, you'll see. The opening to see, yeah, the opening to season three is one of the most over the top things I have ever seen in anime, and it is amazing. <laughs> trust me. The suplexing of a spaceship is by far not the most insane thing that happens in that scene. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, and, like, the fighting seems, like, from, like, I know this is season one or whatever, and, like, you guys say, like, it's, like, low budget, but, like, still, like, the fighting, no, the fighting looks it interesting. It still looks great. Yeah. But the thing is, on the other side of that, if I didn't yeah, know. The, uh, the writing thing it with this whole show is this, the season one really liked to try and play politics, and the writers really weren't good at it. Yeah. That was, that was the one thing about this show that really just kind of threw me off season one, the politics was always like, no, why? Why is that? E no, how does, why would that work like that? And now, and like... That, that does be, that is kind of a thing, but it becomes less and less yeah, important. Yeah, as the show goes on, they start focusing on that less and less, and shit just goes, hey, guess what? We're just going to make this as over-the-top and action-packed as we can. Yep. Like, yeah. Yep, thank you. <laughs> Sing and flip through the sky and do yeah. things. Oh yeah. Well, I will. I will say like these first two episodes were very good at explaining like the premise of like what yeah. what you're getting into. Explaining so what that's the good. Year is yeah. I I did love though just like <laughs> the kind of just freaking like Hibiki meeting up or whatever, and then it's just like it's like all right, we need we need you to come back down. She just gets Hank up. What? Cuts her in the elevator. They cuff her again. <laughs> yeah. I was saying. Aww. I was saying it would have been extra funny if they also like cuffed her mouth. That way she can't sing. <laughs> I mean, in this case, it makes sense, right? <laughs> but yeah, no. The other thing, and I really, really adore this series as a whole because of all like the little details they do in the background of everything. Yeah. And one of the things that. If you're really paying attention, it's probably super obvious, but the songs are a lot more important to pay attention to the lyrics of than you might initially think. Okay. It's not just their battle themes. The description for this is their songs are basically an uncontrollable thing. When using the Symphagear unit, basically the music starts playing and they just kind of unwilling unwittingly start singing. Oh. Which is why Hibiki sings the first time she henshins, even though she wouldn't know yeah. to. And the whole point of it is, it is basic, they describe it in a later, in a side special thing as the songs are basically their true feelings laid bare. So they're not holding anything back. And it is like, it's like watching a musical and a character walks in and introduces themselves with a musical number. Okay, I have to know something, one big question. Do they do a karaoke episode? They ever go to a karaoke place? I think so, but I don't think okay, they Okay, they have okay. to! Okay, look, there's My a concert. Bad. There's a couple concerts, including a school... They have to have sing Cold Jail Nights! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a couple of... There's, a, there's like a school concert thing mm. where they do stuff. Yeah. And, you know. Oh, God, the fucking... Oh, right! That karaoke one. The one where, the one where Subasa gets up to the mic, everybody is freaked. <laughs> because the pop idol is going to do karaoke with us. Right. And then she proceeds to stop and anchor. Right, right, I remember. <laughs> and oh, I, yeah. And that is, it, that is an absolutely mind-blowing moment for me. Because I know the voice actress who plays Tsubasa, Nanamizuki, got her start as an anchor singer. Yeah. Hmm. So she is actually, that is something she is vocally trained to do. And that sort of leads into something I wanted to briefly touch on. What's really interesting about the fact that there are multiple Symphogear users is, if you listen close, each of their styles of music is notably different. differ. Yeah, they do slightly different musical styles to 
and a lot of times based off of you know the yeah. where the weapon they're using came from in some way. Yeah, because like if you listen to Hibiki's music, you can hear a lot of bagpipes. Yeah, where... well, that that's that's the weird point for me where they took the the Viking artifact and yeah. basically the music's Celtic. Yeah, and I'm just bit... like that. That's right. a little. Yeah, it's weird. close enough, right? That's <laughs> a little, you know. Yeah. Then you have Subasu, who's got <laughs> mostly traditional Japanese-sounding music. Yeah. Yeah, very traditional Japanese, very Anka yeah. music, which I can understand why they got Nanamizuki to voice her for that. Their music styles also fit their fighting styles. Yeah, get, yes. And Chris, Chris being the very angry one. Music. Yeah, Chris being the very angry one has a lot of like heavy metal and rock styled music going for. Yep. The, the oh, later the forms real, late, real, certain real. forms later on have basically a dubstep remix to the song. Yep. And and here's another reason why Chris <laughs> is my favorite. Her relic is named Ichivo. Yeah. <laughs> I love I love like, I never yeah. for some reason that never I never like that never came to me. Like I never thought of all the similarities that Yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of weird. It, it's Ichivo. that moment of oh hey, this character. Um yep. Yeah, but yeah, no, I love I love the music in this show so much. I some of my favorite songs from this series definitely come from seasons two and three, though. Yeah, same. season one music is great. Season two and three knock it out of the freaking park. It really does. Absolutely. Huh. Season four, yeah, some of the songs are fine. But yeah, one or two of them I have. I, I feel I feel like after the high point that was season two and three, the songs in season four kind of suffered a little from comparison. Yeah. They they they. They see, the season four ones in particular seem like they're trying to redu- reduplicate the successful songs from in the previous season three. Two. Yeah, especially the three of them in the first episode. Yep, that was like okay, I get what you were going for, but that is nowhere close to their one from from season three. Yeah, <laughs> we're not going to click on spoilers for Lane's sake. Yeah, for Lane's for sake, anyone we're not going to look at that right now. Yeah, but. Yeah, no. And so yeah, Simple Gear. Very fun series. Yeah, yeah, no, it seems, it seems interesting. So and the way you guys are like talking about how it just gets better and better and makes me curious. Yeah. Not not that I yeah. always not that I always like being that guy who has to go, you have to keep watching, it gets better, I swear. Right. But like this is a but, there's reasoning behind that oh, this Yeah, and just as a side note for anybody who is planning to watch this now that we've been talking about it, because I know there's a couple guys in our Discord who heard a couple things we said and went, Holy shit, I need to watch more. Yeah. Um that comment I made about the songs and what they are and how they're their hearts laid bare basically is also the reason why there aren't a whole lot of duets going on in the first season. Yep. Because their songs are such intensely personal things that they don't you don't just mesh. Yeah, they don't. don't Everybody's doing their own thing. Everybody's working, doing what they're doing for a different reason. Personalities don't mesh and but as the series progresses and everyone gets closer and everyone becomes a more functioning team, duets, duets start, happening. start happening. It's like, it's like, it's like, oh, maybe it will be more powerful if we sing together. It, actually, like, yeah! it, it actually is. Yeah. yeah, it's a straight up. It's a straight up. Yep, that happens. Kaguya, two songs that actually combine yeah. to become that one are song. like answer question and answer to each yeah. other. Yeah, it's, 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 it works so fucking perfectly. It, it's like you can take the one song and the second yeah. song, and you can actually overlay them, and they're yeah. like lyrics it to is, each other's gaps. It is the 
one of the most holy shit moments in season two, where it's just you've been hearing their songs separately the entire time, and they don't necessarily sound like they're the same, but then the two of them start singing at the same time, and it's just like, oh! Yep. It's just the harmony and the melody and harmony just kind of meld into each other and make just the full song. It's, it's like, oh. It's fucking gorgeous. And it's even more perfect considering that both of their relics are weapons that come from the same god. Yep. So they're supposed to be a two-in-one thing. So having those two songs just meld together like that is fuck is absolutely amazing. Also, like, the minion noise of, like, Wilmer. <laughs> <laughs> they look like yeah. Wilmer meat yeah. buttons. Can we also talk about how the noise are actually kind of terrifying? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like there's this and one giant like, pink one. For it things, looks so alien. Yeah, for things that look so absolutely comical and ridiculous, when you really actually stop to think what those things do, oh god, that's terrifying. Yeah, yeah, you watch them straight up dissolve just people. Just one, we see them smother people to death and watch them dissolve. Yes, people just straight up dust. Yeah. The minute these things touch them. And the Symphagir units shield the users from that effect, so that's the whole reason they're the anti-noise weapon, but you know. Yeah. Yeah, uh, no, this show seems pretty dope. Any other closing thoughts before we move on? Uh, I would definitely like to go over more of this show and this when, when Lane's a little more caught up, but you know. Yeah. Like, I, one of my favorite songs from season two, Ibikis only sings it once, ever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then goes immediately back to, uh... <laughs> immediately goes back to her other song afterwards because the song is no longer kind of relevant yep. to the situation at hand. Oh, I, I can't just pick one favorite. I have so, there's so many good ones. Uh, I know. There's so many good ones. In these two episodes, though. Oh, but yeah. Maybe do it, do it from these two episodes. Which songs are your favorite? Uh, I'd have to go with Kanade's song. I personally, out of these ones... In season for season one, I very much prefer Hibiki's second song, so we're not there yet. Yeah. Um, I would personally say Subasa's song, but you know, the first season almost killed it for me in the first couple episodes because she never sings it for an extended period of time. Yeah, the so half the time she frigging she's this you hear the intro to the song, and by the time the song starts, the battle's already done, and she doesn't start singing it. The, yeah. the fucking Zawai Wing song is pretty good too. Oh yeah, no, that's a that's really cool and the song of, that they that they actually sing live yeah, in yeah. concert is amazing. It's I think what out of, is it called Orbital Beat? Yes. Yes. Yes, yeah. It's a really good song too, and I think it's out of the three like open first episode concert songs from the first three seasons, I think it's like the second best of them. I like TPK's song she sung. It's, it's so a I like, song. I like that it was just like she was doing it without kind of like unintentionally. Is your first Satan Galaxy Cross? No, I think that's my number. Oh. I think that's the third for me. I like season two's better. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that one's pretty good. Um, yeah, I like so season three, so it's just trying to copy season two. It's a little too much. Symphigure. If you like magical girls, transformations, implied nudity, because that's that's there. Good anime music. A lot of good music. And some interesting character personas as they develop throughout the show. Very good anime if you're looking for a nice five-season ordeal. Alright, let's move on.
100% recommend this one. Oh, yeah. Keep keep watching it, people. It's a good one. Hopefully right. we can talk about it some more. Yeah, I would love to, but that depends on if Lane watches it. Pooh, Keen, Hor, Kai, James, Desu. Okay, so the Zero One Hyper Battle video, the oh, thing we've been holding off on for a while. Boy! <laughs> These are fun Holding and off silly. on it so long that, oh man, Jin's still, still in his old form. The Kid yeah. Jin! <laughs> <laughs> nice. Zero, 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 one! <laughs> wow. Uh, so yeah, it starts with Jin, who seems to be frantically drawing pictures of Slippy from Star Fox. That's what it looks like, at least. I think he was trying the Magias. Yeah, he was yeah. trying to like mix up uh, Vicaria, Oniko, and Gyru. Yeah, and, and then like Ark made like a progress he, key. He trips over a fucking wire, drops the three keys into some sort of electric conduit. And merges them into a question mark progress key. Why hasn't that been solved? He's like, oh, you're making new friends! He, like, I runs kinda, off frantically. I was kind of sad that it wasn't actually a fucking, like, mishmash of all three forms. Um, so I did get, I did get Naruto Face of the Week. Several. So, yeah. Well, okay, like, we get into the Taro episode. I, there were so many to choose from, I couldn't pick one, so... Pretty much every face Arto makes in that special is an Arto face the week alone, but this one I got from the Hyper Battle video. I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> and the, a second one I was going to get was when his like, hair blew up. Yeah. And like he had this face on it. That was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, so Arto and Izu are just out and about, and they happen upon a comedy duo doing their own version of Who's on First or whatever. Yeah, and the, Costello. And the fucking robot's name is Boketaro. Because Bokeh is a re uh, reference to the funny man as opposed to the straight man in a comedy duo. Yeah. Which is something we learn actually a little more in the Taro special. Yep. Because Taro calls him the straight man. Ooh. <laughs> um. It's funny, like, they're, they, uh, they talk about, like, being a comedy duo. And, and their Arto actually goes into his, his past as a comedian and, like, right before he said it, I'm like, oh, you used to have a partner? Did he leave because you suck? And then he's like, yeah, my partner quit because he didn't like my gags. Oh, my God, I was kidding! I'm sorry! Oh, oh right. I'd like to see, like, a flashback of, like, him with his partner. Right? Nobody likes my jokes. <laughs> and I lost my job. Yeah, and then I was replaced by a robot. And meanwhile, this asshole over here has made a, a duo with his robot. Why did Naruto do that? That's, inter that's interesting when you think about it, too, is that, like, Aruto, like, he's just become so dedicated to, like, helping human heroes that, like, he's kind of almost doesn't care about being a comedian anymore. Well, he still does his jokes every episode. No, every I know, and that's... chance he that, gets. Yeah, that's, like, that, that's like the, the remnants of, like, the comedian in him still, but like, yeah. I feel like I feel like he's, like, I'll be surprised if he's actually totally just, like, no, not gonna try to be a comedian anymore. Like, I'm human heroes dedicated to those. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Although we did see his comedian jacket hung up in his room during the Reiwa movie. Yeah, no, Naruto had a room. It was yeah. surprising. He lives somewhere? Oh my god, he has a place to live. Yeah. So Izu... More than most riders. Yeah. So Izu and him go through the what is Nakama conversation. Dude, I'm just like thinking of like me like a joke I like to do sometimes where like I'm, I say like Japanese words but like 
in a really like white person way where it's just like you are my tomodachi you are my nakama my totally toto tomodachi mina mina san <laughs> well like, very excuse me yeah it's like it's like the it's like the the girl from danganronpa abridged yeah. I mean, I fucking like that's one of my favorite things in like an abridged series ever yeah it's so funny we my zono yeah fucking all over um and then we just get like a thing where like Izu just like threatens to like dismantle or something. She takes like a giant like wrench to her neck. No, no, that's that's later. Yeah, but so, so like funny. so Jin slams the Zetsumarizer on Bokitaro and he transforms into Vicaria. And then like Zero One starts fighting him, but it takes him a while to remember that he couldn't beat him with Rising Hopper, and he he tries to switch to Flaming Tiger. But apparently Izu grabbed the wrong fucking suitcase. <laughs> Instead, she grabbed Fukuzoe's like vacation briefcase full of, like, a book of Australia and okay, a bunch I of other I guess he went to Australia? Well, he, no, he went to a freaking hot spring. Yeah, he went to a sauna or something. I guess he was reading up on going to Australia? He just mm-hmm. brought, he was just planning to bring a book with him to read while he's sitting in the fucking hot spring. Oh, I guess so. Yeah. It's, like, I love that, like, it shows, like, it cuts to him, like, it's just a guy sitting in the sauna, and it's like totally, it's like the Price President's face is totally like photoshopped on there. Yeah. And then like it cuts, and then it, it shows like the Arto's face for a second. Arto's face, he's like, I knew it. He's <laughs> like, I knew he went to a fucking sauna. Yes, you did miss extra Hellfire, but you, you, you someone, made it to the show. I'm glad you finally made it. Yay! <laughs> Congrats, you, we're most of the way through the regular you show, killed, too. You killed your constant non-watching streak. <laughs> um... So yeah, once once the monster gets away and they go back to Hedon, Izu is so ashamed that she grabbed the wrong suitcase that she tries to commit seppuku by way of wrenching her fucking head off. I was actually expecting like her head to come off and she was like holding her head. Oh something. god, no! That would have been horrifying! Well, no, because that would have just reminded me of that character from... Uh... From Tekken named like Alyssa Boskanovich, and she's like this like robot girl who has like chainsaw arms that oh, come God. out of her like Gundam like jet booster wings and then she has the ability to like take her head off and like fucking throw it at people and, <laughs> yeah no she like has a move where she takes her head off and throws it at you it's oh no! Yeah, no she's she's pretty awesome pretty busted too yeah because her head's off <laughs> so since the monster was able to transform between its different magias, it was it used Vicaria, it used Oniko, and then it uses Gairu later. Apparently, that confused the satellite to the point where it doesn't know what sort of progress key to make. So, through a series of wacky happenings, the kangaroo book from the suitcase lands in the 3D printer, and it decides, eh, "Fuck it," and prints the fuck hopping it, kangaroo. Hopping kangaroo. No, I just love Naruto like fucking fighting with it. Yeah, he stuff. like fucking jabs and, and wrestles like, the 3D printer arm and I'm like, don't do that! Like, don't don't piss off the satellite! And then probably shocks him. But yeah, that's uh, that's Alyssa Boskanovich. Oh, her, yeah. Yeah. So, like, imagine her just pulling your head off and throwing it at you. It reminds me of Penny from Ruby. I tried to actually learn how to play her, but she's a really complicated character. So... <laughs> So it's Aw, Hellfire Mr. Don't worry. We'll t- you know what? We'll try vote to talk for, more about vote this. Vote for it again. Oh, we'll you know what? Ta- we will gladly I, talk about more episodes. I will vote for Simpho Gear next yeah, week. Yeah, also set an alarm for whatever 9 p.m. Eastern is for you. So yeah. you don't miss it. Is it Eastern? I just I never I never remember whether Eastern Pacific or I just know it's GMT. No, we're in Eastern. Five. We're, we're Eastern. Because we're like the middle middle, so it's because we're on the east side of the country. Yeah. 
It's never never really sure. Like I said, I just remember it. The MC minus five. Yeah, because Pacific and Atlantic is always one hour behind. Anyway, so instead of when when Aruto goes hopping kangaroo, instead of an actual CGI kangaroo, we get the shitty little drawing from the book. I'm like, I get it, because it's a hyper battle video, but like, we don't got budget. But like, because like you see like the drive hyper battle video, like they did a full on transformation for fucking high type high speed. I was like, yeah, there you go. <laughs> like, look at that. But. What so I don't, lazy. what I don't understand is why is it like turquoise blue? Like it's so, it's a weird color scheme. I don't know. But yeah, so we get, we get the. It says the fourth dimension of space, hopping kangaroo, and then like. I am so glad that I didn't spoil myself on what the fuck hopping kangaroo does. Cause yep. Jesus Christ! Yeah, did it yeah it's like me. its pouch has infinite possibilities. I, I heard it say that, and I was like, um... I was... What's that uh, mean? What does that mean? I was expecting him to, like, pull out weapons. Yeah, same. I wasn't expecting him to pull out the fucking sushi chef robot! Since right. his head fucking comes out! What's up, Arto Sancho? Ah, that's where the CGI budget went! Yeah. Definitely. Like, holy and, shit! And head, pop, head pops out. Hi, Mr. President! Ah! Yep. Yeah, there was a bit of a fuck up with the translation. The James speak that happens for hopping kangaroo, it's actually uh, infinite odds, but the, the translator said the sub say infinite possibilities. Oh. Um, yeah. So, he pulls fucking Ikon Nigiro out of the fucking tiny ass pocket in his stomach, and he immediately sets to work hammering shellfish for sushi, because that apparently lets hopping kangaroo. Sync with him because the magia's a shellfish. Yep. Here's no, a so zero one. Here's a hammer. Okay. But it was giving me that Gaim. It was giving me that Gaim hyper battle video vibe where it was like, oh, like Gaim learned how to like sweep up trash and stuff, and he was able to like beat Zangetsu with that. That's a lot of pomp and circumstance when they could have just went, here's a hammer. <laughs> okay, we'll we'll have to throw this into the thumbnail. Just like, God damn it. with different human gears. So yeah, they he switches to Oniko, and then Zero One pulls out Mamoru to shine a flashlight because bats are nocturnal. And then he switch the Magia switches to Gairu, and it starts shooting its children. And then Zero One pulls out fucking Matsuri to Zed because it turned they turn it into a rhythm game where you have to smack the baby frogs with your fan to kill them. I guess. Yeah, and like Cell's here watching with us, and he's just like, "See, I get the first two, but like." The third one, it's weird. It's like they're like arrows in a rhythm game. So then, like, uh, Jin, Jin decides, like, I can't, I can't believe this is the legacy Ansatsu has left us with. And then Jin, like, uh, he, he decides that he's getting, like, upset that, like, he's getting, uh, his new friend's getting his ass kicked, so he uh, transforms into Jin, Comrade Jin. And then, like, he just gets blasted by Vulcan and Vulcan. I fucking love that he transforms and then immediately just gets. Wow! Right in the fucking bag! And Falcon's just like... Like if, uh, he should go down the notes quickly? If you he was like, it. don't underestimate me because it's my fucking day off. Yeah, because it's my day off. Like, don't, don't mess with me. I'm getting paid overtime to kick your ass! Yeah. <laughs> so it was it was nice seeing shooting, uh, fucking shooting Wolf uh, Vulcan. So, I like that. And we saw him use the trapping spider key to generate this the, a web. Trapping spider hat should have been a horror before him. Like, I swear <laughs> to God. This was very useful. Let's never use it again. 
And fucking like, and later you see like episode. Yep. Later you see like Jin and and Fua like trapped in like the spider web on the ground, but like clearly you can see that they can get they're off not easily. Tied but they're like ah, and like freaking Fua's like that's about Jin and Neto, and Jin's like ah, Vulcan. Yeah. Like he's trying to struggle to get up to get away, and Fua's like struggling to get up to try to get at Jin. So that was really funny. I will say I really enjoyed Hopping Impact. That yes. was pretty nice Hisatsu. That was pretty fucking dope. I just like the like the rapid of punches because like I like I like the concept of like a punching kangaroo and stuff like that. That's yeah. why again referencing Tekken, there is a boxing kangaroo named Roger, and then later we get Roger Junior. Yeah. Neo Seven. They will never explain it. Never. This is a proud tradition. Oh God, he has <laughs> he's like freezing his four forms. Yeah. This is a proud tradition, like drive type high speed. Yep. Drive type high speed, like hyper attack. <laughs> decade with that weird decade bazooka thing that he had that one time. It, it is a proud t- tradition of hyper battle videos that we get a brand new form that you will never see again and will never be mentioned. Like uh, Wizard Falco Buffa and Beast Landragon. Oh, kangaroo. Yeah. Combo. Yeah, she <laughs> had also a leg kangaroo. form and a chest form, which I actually liked. That's cheating. <laughs> um, but yeah, so after the oh, yeah, fight... Gates? That's right. I, I love that after the fight, Zero One has this really heartfelt, like, thank you speech to the three human gears who saved him, and then when he unhensions, they vanish because they were imaginary. <laughs> they were never there. They were never there. <laughs> Or I just like to say, I just like to think that the power went away, so they just got ported back to wherever the fuck they came from. I feel like that's what it's supposed to be, but I just love the idea of no, they were imaginary. They came from the fourth dimension. Ooh. And then, then they put the hopping kangaroo progress key in the case, and we never see it again. Where it, it will it, remain for eternity, never to be used. Cue that, cue that scene from the end of I think Raiders of the Lost Ark with the warehouse. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh, we got we we got handled by top men. Oh, really? Who? Top, top men. men. <laughs> and Aruto proceeds to tell Izu that she is the Nakamaest of all. Aww. <laughs> Izu's the Nakama in our hearts. Izu's is a beautiful lesson of the Nakama we made along the way. <laughs> The real Nakama were the friends we made along the way? Yes, that is what that means. <laughs> Seven, stop I, it. I, I, yeah, that. I I know what you're fucking saying. <laughs> so did I, the second I read it in my head. I'm just like looking at it, it's like... Beep, beep, beep. Isn't, that, isn't that with a P? Yes. Yeah. But that's definitely what they're going for. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, the Taro special. I enjoyed this far more. No, it was just amazing showing Cell, who's never seen Taro before. Oh, yeah, and we and, showed him how they're actually selling his abs. And, like, we showed him that, and he was sitting in my gaming chair and just sunk to the floor. And Literally, was, almost it, dunked the chair on his head. This whole episode, I was <laughs> about in the same place. Just like, oh my god, so, make it end. It's basically a competition of who, 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 who Fua finds funnier and who's the better comedian, Taro or Aruto. Which is bullshit, because he totally freaks 
Rigging was la- only laughing at Aruto and not the other guy. No, he and then he couldn't let on that he actually finds yeah. Aruto funny. And then he was being an asshole and just chose fucking <laughs> Taro the whole time. You biased Taro. All Taro can make is power jokes. That's all he can the, do. The thing is, like, it's it's also that, but it's also the fact that he was super biased because round one he was his answer was themed around punching Kong. Round two was themed around Rampage Vulcan. So I'm like, also, you're a biased motherfucker. But man, the funniest part ever was like after each round, and you just see Fua crumpling to the floor, and you just hear punching, punching. <laughs> and like, I like when he gets hit with the pun. You hear like the shot rise, like shot noise. Yep. I love that. <laughs> just the shot of like before they start him yelling to himself, like, "Oh my god, don't they know that I'm the funny bone?" <laughs> and like, yeah, it's like, it's like, why are you here? And he's just like, oh, Taro, like. There you go, that's more than the thumbnail, for sure. But, like, freaking... Just, just like, oh, he took me from the gym. And you just see, like, (laughs) Fuwa just being dragged by Taro from the gym. We work out in the same gym, so I dragged him here because he said he didn't need laughter. And I sit here just like, why does a human gear go to the gym? Right? He's just there training other people. He's built to be that way! He's built to be fucking ripped. I gotta say, I fucking love just his fucking self-introduction. Hookin' Hawkeye Taranis! Am I the only one who heard that chime and was just like, man, did they just curse? Oh, yeah! Oh. When they get to the, the best they, part... The job key? Yeah, the first time they did press it, I was like, I, I'm sorry. Just wow did the wow fucking Horkai Tarlo. Wow did the James speak fuck that up. <laughs> fucking Horkai Tarlo. Cell just had, like, this bewildered look on his face, and he's just like, wait, I can play that back, I gotta hear that right, again. Right, right. I'm not entirely... I'm not entirely convinced they didn't just swear. Comedian fucking Horkai Tar- Tarlo. Tarlo! <laughs> like, okay, I get that R and L are the same letter in Japanese, so whenever you say one, sometimes they're gonna say the other. But what the fuck is your excuse for saying both? <laughs> Tarlo! Yeah. Yeah. That really got me. Like, Izu had some funny fucking, like, faces and moments, too. Because, like, she's just, she's precious. <laughs> I was just looking at my notes, and there's one line where I was supposed to write, Oh no, my funny bone, because it's full. But I apparently typoed it to, Oh no, my gunny bone. My <laughs> gut, that's better. That's better. <laughs> well done. Oh man! So yeah, so like they get the they complete the job key for Tar for Tarlo, and like <laughs> Fuwa just does like the question that like, you know. Ooh, progress key. Can I use it? Yeah, he like he answered the question all of us had on our minds, where it's like, can you use the job keys as like forms in the belts? And the answer and is he's, a he's just no. He's like, no, you can't copy. No, that's stupid, and you're dumb. Well, I'm gonna try it. Which is, but it's stupid. He rips the key open first. Then presses the button, and I'm like... No, no, he pushed the button. No, no he, he pushed the button after he ripped it open. Hmm. He did. He did. What I did notice is that when he rips the key open, it, like, lets out a lot of dust. Yeah, like, there, it's just, like, dust or powder comes out of it, and I was like, what the like, fuck I, is that? Fua, I think you actually broke it this time. And so... The, oh! <laughs> oh! Oh! That's what it would look like! That is fucking oh. glorious! <laughs> That's oh going in the thumbnail, God. too! That's great! Oh, no! That's, 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 
too good. That is in the thumbnail. That's too good. That's fantastic. Damn it, Decker. Well, Hellfire done. Hellfire with the Toma face. Yep. That's great. <laughs> oh, that's that's beautiful. Oh that. no, but yeah, like it's even. It, what's interesting is we can see what the keys sound like when they're put into drivers because it says like Dream Rise. Yeah, Dream Rise. And then it, it he fires it. Everyone dodges, and then it the bullet hits one of the robots frames standing on the wall and turns him into a clone of Taro. Hukin Hokai Jinomis! And I just love fucking Arto chimes in with just like Hukin Hokai Autodes! That's when he probably gets slapped in the face. Oh, <laughs> or should have. And then they just proceed to both just fucking shoot their abs everywhere. Shoot their And that's when we discovered that their abs regenerate. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, they've got infinite ammo! Like, I'm almost tempted that we should all just buy in on one of his abs and just have it. And just be proud that we have it. I don't want a robot ab. No, but if we all pull in money, it'll be super cheap for us. Oh, I think that'd be fun. <laughs> but why? I don't even consider that a trophy, it's just a... A tiny slab of fake flesh. That's <laughs> the fucking Horkai Tarlo. I apologize in advance for the joke I'm about to make. Oh. It's just a, it's just a tiny slab of flesh. You can't even fuck it. Oh boy. <laughs> Oof. I'm so glad Emily's not here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if you want to go in on something more worthwhile, let's go in on the fucking $200 slab of plastic that is the Zaya spec. No, I don't want the- I want the Zaya spec, but I'm not paying $200 for it. That's ridiculous. Even on Premium Bandai USA, it's $200. It doesn't do anything! It's just a thing you put on your fucking glasses and that's it. It's so disappointing. I'm not paying $200 for that. I- I'm paying $200 for the fucking VS Memorial set, which comes with a fucking painted, properly painted gun, both Dial Fighter and Trigger Machine, a bunch of stills, and, a, like, stuff. And it's a really nice box, and I really love it. <laughs> That's worth $200. The Zaya spec is not worth $200. It's bullshit. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was so I was so upset of how expensive it is. I like Zaya. So yeah, Taro special, hilarious. Oh fucking like Ryder just does not disappoint with these like funny specials. They're great. Like Bieber Gates was so fucking blast. This, this I care. Did, oh yeah, build the the fucking Bear T Kuma TV yeah. uh, special. That was fucking hilarious. And Canon, which yeah. was cool. So that was nice. This, this this perfectly as I keep as I say every time we talk about something like this this perfectly uh, encapsulates what I said during our FAQ special that I love about Toku is the just the jarring juxtaposition between its seriousness and its comedy. Like again, the fucking Pima joke just kills you. Pima, Pima, <laughs> you love that. Yeah. All right. So that is Cast Ranger for this week. Pretty, pretty sure I won uh, to usual, but like we'll be we'll be back in full strength next week. So, so. Chikai, Leia Sentai, catch later.
since Gar is going to be back with us next week, we will be doing our Sentai topic for the month, which is going to be Tayo Sentai Sun Vulcan. Sun Vulcan. Ooh. Episodes the, one to three. Yeah, the legendary, like, really good show us Sentai that's about a three-man team, and they stay a three-man team the whole fucking way. That's neat. Yeah, and, and also, we will put up another poll also once again for our, what we're going to talk about next week. Is it going to be more Symphagear? Is it going to be more Gosager? Fucking vote for more Symphagear because I kind of actually want to watch it a bit more. Watch it. Let's vote. Vote, vote, vote Symphagear. And, and, and now that we've run at least one of these polls successfully, can I just say I am generally shocked and also proud that everyone didn't rally up and vote for Bakugan. I know that now that I've said that, they're probably going to do it, and I will not honor it if you do. We have to. It's the, it's the rules of the poll. We have to honor the poll. It's what the fans want. <laughs> yeah, poor also, Lazy Kid. Also, the one time we were, like, considering putting, yeah. like, Bakugan on the thing, and he's like, No! Fuck! 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 I never said I was considering it. I'm just saying that I'm amazed and proud that everyone didn't. Blaze is going to do that. He's going to rally a bunch of fans together to like talk about Bakugan, <laughs> and then he's going to make us talk don't about worry, Bakugan. Don't worry, Vegas. I voted for Skullman also. I voted for Gosager. I voted for Gosager too, but I want to watch more Simpy here. Cause... Don't yeah. blame me. I voted for I Kodos. am all sorts of on board for talking I gotta more say, about Simpy here. I'm surprised Simpy here won, because like through most of the week, I checked it once a day, and, and uh, Gosager was it, winning up until it, like two yeah. days ago. No, every time I checked, it looked like Simpy here was tied with Gosager, and then like a couple days ago, I looked, and Simpy here actually had a good number more votes. And I'm like, oh, hey, cool. Seven, if you want Precure, vote yeah. for it in the poll. Also... Also, as I've noticed, we probably do need to find a new polling website. Yeah, you had some bad luck. With I the, had some bad luck with, with that one. Yeah, there's a, there's a bit of a hiccup, which was uh, really stupid. So. Yeah, long story short, we need to find another one that actually has user accounts so we can moderate yeah, certain if, if answers. It, if, it, if anyone listening knows another website where we can run open polls like the one we did last week, but in a format where we can moderate and remove answers if we need to. If people decide to be uh, really, really bad about things. Yeah. Anyways, that is about it for now. As usual, the primary source of our hijinks is castranger.popping.com. From there, you can find our Facebook page where I post our thumbnails, our Twitter account where you can find the polls for the next episodes, our Discord where you can chat with all these cool people and listen to the show live Friday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern. Um, and our Twitch, where we occasionally stream stuff, and I've started doing that as well. Yep. Yeah. And probably we'll be doing more of that this weekend. Yep. Well, yeah, we, uh, we're we going to be uh, streaming some Fantasy Star Online 2 on Saturday. Okay. Yup, my first MMO in a long time. Um, the last one I played was Star Wars Hill Republic, which I'm amazed, me being the Star Wars fan that I am, I haven't played that more. Yeah, and um, so, this, so that'll all be going up on the Ixie Studios channel, not the Cast Ranger channel. Yes. Um, and, uh, of course, our Patreon, where you can pledge to help us make the show better for you. And that'll do it for another week. Yep. Remember, Rebel Lane is always watching you. So <laughs> obey the token law. Thank you for listening, watching, liking, favoring, sharing, subscribing, being awesome. Drop us a like and post in the comments. Let us know what you thought if you watched Sinfigure as well. Let us know who your favorite gear user is or what are your favorite moments from any of the episodes. Let us know what you thought in general. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye!